Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to talk to you about gratitude and appreciation as it relates to the Lord, of course. And then I want to talk to you about gratitude and appreciation as it relates to other people, the people around us. You know, I've heard people say things like this before. Well, I really, I'm really thankful um, for what the Lord does for me. And um, so-and-so did something, but I know it was God. And I want to say, you know what? It was God that moved on them, but it was their obedience. So you need to be thankful and appreciate what they did too. So I'm talking, I'm coming at it from two different views, being thankful and appreciative, just a lifestyle of being thankful really is what I want to talk to you about. And someone said this, and I really liked it. And they said, a life of thanksgiving is a life of thanks living. In other words, everything you do uh, in, in life, you're to be thankful, you're to show gratitude, and you're to be appreciative. And um, we're going to look at some things tonight that are quite interesting from the Word, and maybe you've seen them, maybe you haven't. But we're going to start uh, with 1 Corinthians 16 and verse number 1 out of the Amplified Bible. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse number 1. Now listen to this. It says, deeply appreciate and fully recognize such men. Now who wrote 1 Corinthians? Paul. Now, Paul was a man who really honored God, and he was thankful to the Lord. And if you read, um, you know, his writings, you will see that. He gave thanks unto the Lord. But thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph, who gives us the victory. You know, he says it over and over. But here he's saying, deeply appreciate. Oh, yeah, thank you. He said, deeply appreciate and fully recognize such men. Who were, who were such men? Such men that were helping him. Such men that helped him be able to do the things that God had called him to do. And he said, deeply appreciate and fully recognize. Now, I want you to, I want you to look at that, deeply appreciate. In other words, again, it's not just a surface thing. There's to be depth to the appreciation. It's, it needs to be from your heart, not just off the top of your head. Oh yeah, that's the thing for me to do. Uh, that's the courteous thing for me to do. Uh, and, and, and rightly so. But but doing it from a heart of gratitude is very important. And then as you look on there, and he said, fully recognize. In other words, I think many times we live our life and we're not recognizing the people that God brings into our life that we should appreciate, that we should show our gratitude, that we should be thankful and acknowledge. See, gratitude really is acknowledgement of something that someone has done for you. And, and I think many times we're running over uh, uh, those things instead of, you know, when I say running over it, in other words, run, just trample it down and not, not fully recognize, not take it for what it really is. 
And I'm going to tell you, if you live a life of being a person who is thankful to the Lord and is thankful to other people and show your gratitude, I believe that that's the place that God will bring increase into your life. I really believe that. But some people, you know, let's just take this. You know, I, I pray with lots of people about homes and cars and, you know, things like that that we all have to have. And, you know, one of the first things I, I will tell somebody when they are believing for something to, to get better for them, and I will say, okay, you take that car that you have, even though it's not the best, it may be a rattle trap, you think, it may not, you know, mechanically be what you want it to be, uh, and, and you clean it out, and you clean it up, and you do the best that you can with it, and you show God that you are thankful for what you have. It is not the best, and it's not where your faith is ending, but see, this is where a lot of people mess up. They don't recognize, at least they have a, a way of transportation, you know, and, and so they don't take care of it, but they're believing God for something else to come. You know what? Many times... It might take a long time or it may not even show up because people are not taking care of and not being thankful for the things that have already been done for them. You understand what I'm saying? And so we need to appreciate it. It's just like your house. Oh, you know, this old house, it's terrible. Well, you know, I understand what it's like to live in a terrible house. I, I've told this story before, but, you know, when Eddie and I started the church, we had to rent a home because, you know, when we went to California, we had to sell home. We had to live out of our equity and that kind of thing. So when we came back, we were certainly from California, from school. We were in no position, uh, you know, that we could purchase a home. And so we had to rent a home. And so we went into an area that I wouldn't want to be in. And we rented a house that I didn't want to be in. And, and I can remember Eddie's mother, um, she said this later, she didn't say it right then because she knew. She said, I just couldn't believe that you all were having to go into that after, you know, you've been so blessed and where you'd lived before. But see, she didn't say it because she didn't want me, me to be discouraged. But she said it at a later time when I got out of there. But you know what I did? What I did is I went in that house and it was an absolute mess. Whoever had lived in it lived like a pig. And that's the truth. And so we painted it ourselves. Now, see, the landlord wasn't going to do that, but we got the paint, and we painted the house. And then after we painted the house, we went through, and, you know, of course, we cleaned it from top to bottom, cleaned the carpet, and it had big old stains on that carpet. I'm not kidding you, like this, and we had to go over it and over it and over it. But you know what? Once we got through that, cleaned that thing up, polished those cabinets that were all scratched up, you know, and a mess and everything, it was a decent place to live. You know why? Because we were happy to be serving God, and we didn't like being in that place, but we were thankful that we did have a place to live, and from there, we could do what we're, you know, doing in this church right now, you know, helping people, ministering, whatever we could do, 
And so, you know, I understand what it's like not to have what you want, what your standards even might be, but you make the best of it where you are and God will help you go further. But you live there and you go, well, it's just a mess, so I'm just going to go in and I'm going to live on top of that dirt, you know, the grease on the floor and the, you know, the scratch, not me. Because that's not in me, and I'm not letting that get in me. And if you if you live in a place like that, what do you do? You are better than that. You do something about it. You can change that. You do what you can, and God will meet you, and you be thankful for what you have. Clean it up. Get it the best you can until something else comes, but you release your faith and believe God and be a thankful person, and God will open up something for you. He'll open it up. But it's a person of gratitude and thankfulness that God is able to get things uh, to. Now, you, you remember the story uh, about the, uh, the children of Israel and, and how that, you know, uh, everything that Moses did, they were griping and complaining, you know, going out of the promised land. And then they didn't have the leeks and the cucumbers and everything that they had, you know, and they wanted to go back and all that kind of stuff. Well, you see, th they really upset God. You want to upset God? I don't. But if you want to murmur and complain like they did, because the Bible tells us, I think it's in Corinthians, it said that through their murmuring and complaining, they were destroyed of the destroyer. They were destroyed of the destroyer. In other words, really if you look up that word, it's a reversal. It's stopping. What is it reversing and stopping? The blessing that naturally flows to the child of God through murmuring and complaining and griping and that kind of thing, you stop God's blessing from coming into your life. You know, I want you to think about this for just a minute. Many times, and, and we all have probably been here, and some have a propensity for this more than others based on personality, but something can happen, and it, you know, there, it, it's just a great thing uh, that happens, a great event, you know, a real uh, a positive thing happens, but yet some people, they will go around this gigantic blessing that God has placed in their life and in their midst, and they'll go around it to nitpick and get at things and every one of us know people who have been, who are like that. And maybe we're the one who's like that. But you need to reverse that if that's the, if that's the way it is. Don't you say amen and raise your hand and say, that's me, sister. <laughs> Just admit it and do something about it. Because that is an evil thing. That is, that is an evil thing. Nitpicking. You know what? I, when I do events, um, I, I always like, you know, whatever I'm involved in, I always want to go back and I always want to critique what the event was. But you have to be real careful about that because what, what you can do for yourself and for the team that you're working with, you can leave a bad taste related to that event, even though, you know, people might have been born again, you know, uh, a great uh, impartations came, the anointing of the Holy Spirit was there, but because of a critique that goes too far, instead of finding out how you can improve, it starts nitpicking at things that 
that probably don't even need to be said sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? You might know it. I, a lot of times I know it internally. I know and I know, but I, it's not the time to address it because it, what it'll do, you'll start the nitpicking process instead of seeing all the good and the positive that's happened in that event. You see what I'm saying? Well, it's the same with you. It's the same with you with your family. It's the same with you with your children. You can do your children that way and you don't want to do that because it discourages them. You know, you don't want to, if something great, they're involved in sports or academics or something like that. What you don't want to do is, is you know, what you do want to do is acknowledge the good thing, the positive, And then, you know, don't make a bigger deal out of the nitpicky things. Now, I'm not saying that with your children and and families that you don't need to talk about things because you do. But I'm just talking about being balanced in it and not going overboard and nitpicking and being critical uh, about things uh, with other people. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we need to... um, show gratitude and appreciation. Now, I want us to uh, look at this out of the Message Bible. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 12. Um, If you will show that, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, out of the Message Bible. Let's look at this. This is a really good scripture, and I didn't write it out because I'm going to let them show it. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Go to the next one. Let's see. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Now, see, it says to honor and respect those that labor among you. Now, that's really not what we're talking about, but it is a scripture that tells us to show appreciation for people, uh, uh, leaders in our life. Now, that doesn't mean only for the pastor. There's there's other people in leadership, and, and we need to esteem people in leadership that work in the house of God, that, that have a, a, responsibility, a responsibility. And it says, overwhelm them with appreciation and then, you know, fully recognize, deeply appreciate. You see, these are things to me that, that uh, are very marking. They, they mark my thinking. How about you? That marks me. What, what else would that relate to? It would relate to at your job. It would relate to your supervisor. It would relate to those people that you're rubbing shoulders with. It would relate to your husband, your wife, or your children. It, it would relate to the people that you fellowship with here. And, and that is showing appreciation. You know, I'm amazed um, that um, the spirit that is in the world today, it's that spirit, and we're going to read it a little bit later. I'm not going to go there now, but the spirit of unthankfulness. Do you know the Bible says that in the end times, that's going to be prevalent more than ever before? And it's not going to be just prevalent with a little group here and a little group there. It's going to be something that's everywhere. It infiltrates. It, it, it just fills up that unthankful spirit. Do you not think that's where we are right now. 
If you do what we do, you understand that because, you know, you give food baskets and uh, you give gifts at Christmas and you do all those kinds of things. And you've got some people and, and they'll just look at you and they'll just say, is that all there is? You know, do you not think that that's people participating in that unthankful spirit? But not everybody. We had somebody come in the other day, and it really blessed me. And I don't, I'm not typically anyone, I, I didn't talk to them really other than to say hi. When they came through the door, I was just coming up through the office area. I was up there doing something in the lunchroom or whatever. And I go up there, and, and this, uh, this young woman and her husband come through the door, and they're going to get a box of food. And I, I was in the, the lunch area, which is right off from the reception area, and, and I heard when, when they gave her the food, and she just said, I, I just appreciate this so much. Thank you for helping me. And I'm thinking, you know, now that's a person who gets it. They're, they're having a difficult time, and, and of course we're to help people that are having problems and, and in difficult situations. But I'm going to tell you the one I don't want to help is the one that doesn't have the forethought to, to realize that somebody is doing something for them and they need to appreciate, somebody paid for that food, somebody had to get that food, somebody had to box that food up, someone had to get that ready and so what needs to happen is appreciation. And see, that's what that, that uh, couple did and it, and it really blessed me. But saying that to say, in the end times, I think we can recognize and realize that that spirit of unthankfulness is going, it's, it's going to be prevalent. And so what we want to do is, I, as a Christian, I don't want to fall in that, do you? I want to deeply appreciate. I want to fully recognize when people are doing things for me. And, you know, you get so busy. And I know, you know, if you, if you, if you supervise people and you got a lot going on, sometimes you just get so, so busy. And, and sometimes you just have to slow yourself down. And you got to take a break. And you got to go to somebody. And you got to say, you know what? I want you to know when you did this and so how much that meant to me. And I appreciate that. You know, that's important to take time and recognize. You know, what about when someone opens the door for you, holds the door? Maybe, you know, they get to the door and instead of just, you know, trampling on in, they hold that door and let you walk in. What about that? Oh, well, they just did it. No. Oh, well, deeply appreciate. Appreciate what people do for you. You know, we, I have people that, that do that for me, and, and I, I won't just say a thank you. I'll say, thank you, how nice. Something like that, so they know I really mean that. I really do. You know, Lauren and I were somewhere the other day, and, and there was this young girl. She was in front of us. Well, we didn't expect her to hold the door open for us, but neither did we expect her to slam the door in our face, but she did. And she went through one, and then we thought, well, that was just a mistake. And then so she goes to the other and does the same thing. Slams it in your face, so, you know, thank you anyway. <laughs> what about when somebody lets you out in traffic? Thank you. You know, that's appropriate. When I let people out in traffic and they just act like they don't see that, I'll say, you're welcome. <laughs> 
Because, you know, uh, uh, w there was a quote I read, and, and it was said one of, of the uh, deep-seated needs in human beings is the need for appreciation. We all want to be appreciated. Isn't that true? We all do. None of us want to be taken for granted. You know, when you help somebody, maybe, maybe you give them of your finances or you give them uh, something out of your home that's precious to you or whatever, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, thanks. That's just not, that's not the attitude of gratitude, is it? We need to have an attitude of gratitude all the time. You know, I'm really thankful to the Lord for so many things. And I was in my car the other day, and I was just driving down the road, and I, I just said, Lord, I just thank you for this vehicle. You know, it's so nice and warm. It's got a seat heater. I love that seat heater. I get in that car, I'm cutting the seat heater on. You know, that, that might not mean a thing to you, but I, you know, I'm, I get cold, and I get real cold, so I love that seat heater. But you know what? I'm truly thankful for what the Lord has done for me in giving me that vehicle. Now, am I in love with the car? Uh, you know, does it mean everything? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm thankful that the Lord provided that for me. That's what I'm thankful for. Now, I've told this story before, but, you know, you, you can't let possessions have you, you know what I'm saying, and, and how that before we moved to California, that last house that we built, and um, I really did not know how entrenched I was in love for that house. I didn't know it. And I can remember Eddie and I standing in that living room in front of the fireplace after we'd sold the home. We were, you know, shortly headed to California. And we were getting everything out of the house and I was cleaning it up for the next person, you know, to be able to move in. And I just felt the tentacles of that thing being ripped out of my heart. But you see, so I'm not talking about, you know, you have, that you're in love with your, I'm talking about you're in love with God who provided it for you. And when that one's gone, there'll be another one. When that house is gone, there'll be another one. But you see, the thing I didn't know is what had happened to me. I didn't realize that that had happened to me. And if anybody had said that, I said, no, you know, I, I love the Lord and I'll do whatever he tells me and go wherever. Yeah, I, I would and I did. But it, it took some work of the Holy Spirit in my life to get me prepared to go across the U.S., that had to be ripped out. So when I say, you know, I'm thankful for that vehicle, I, and I truly meant it. Do you know, honestly, and lately this has been happening to me, you know, I just, I just walk around and I just see the things that God's done for me and how he's blessed me, not just with things, um, but with relationships and people and that kind of thing. And, and it's to the point where it brings tears to my eyes. And I'm just saying, thank you, God, for that. Thank you that you love me that much. Thank you that you care about me that much. And see, we need to have times like that. That's just not for a woman, you know, that's going through an emotional thing. That's for all of us as God's people to live a life of ad, uh, and an attitude of gratitude. Amen? So if somebody gives you a gift, be thankful for that and let them know that you are. You know, I try to write notes 
um, unless I, you know, I just see somebody and, uh, you know, they, they give me a gift or do something like that and I pray with them right there or something. Uh, I might not then, but most of the time I write notes. You need to have cards where you can write people notes, you know, when they do things for you. And it, it doesn't always have to be possessions, the things that they do. It can be an encouraging word that they gave you at a time that you really needed it. And be thankful for that. Appreciate that and what God has done for you. You know, um, I really love going to Chick-fil-A. I love the chicken. But I really love going there because uh, the people who wait on you, what is the word that they say? My pleasure. And I'm thinking, wow, that is really neat. I love that. My pleasure. And you know, you go in some places and they throw your burger down and, you know, it's like, hair. You know what I'm talking about. You've been in places like that. And it's like, okay. So when somebody says, my pleasure... How wonderful is that? You know, if you work in sales or you work in a place where, you know, maybe um, you help people do, do that kind of thing, make sure that you're courteous and you're kind in what you do because it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off for you. Now, don't be a manipulator, but no, treat people right. If you treat people right, you'll get treated right. Well, this one didn't treat me right. Well, that's one, but you keep sowing and you reap what you sow. Isn't that true? Amen. Now, I read this. Um, it said, this is a quote. It said, the best way to appreciate your job is to imagine yourself without one. Now, can I tell you something? Over the years, I've seen this happen over and over again. I've seen people that have jobs that may not be the best job. It may not be the best of circumstances, but it's what God has given them to provide for them. You understand what I'm saying? To provide for them. And what they do is gripe and complain and maybe up and quit their job. And then they spend years not being able to take care of their family the way that they want to because of the griping and complaining that went on. I, I know of one person, and I mean, it was for years. They never, it never, it never went back the way that was. And it was always griping and complaining. Now, can I, okay, I want you to, I want you to put your ear in here and I want you to listen. Husbands and wives, you better watch it. Because when one of you gets negative about something like that and the other one chimes in, then you get all upset, then you do something, and you may have to pay for it for a long period of time. Now, what I'm saying is really important. I have learned with my husband that there are certain things I don't talk about and I don't go there. I will pray for him. If it's something, if it, 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 it's something he's involved in, it's something we're involved in in, in the church. Now, I'm not going to say that I won't say anything 
if I sense a danger or something is evil or wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. But just to put my five cents in and maybe make him get more inflamed or make him get upset or something like that, I've learned to shut my mouth and pray because you'll cause a big problem. And husbands and wives need to learn about that. Now, I don't know why I'm saying that. You don't want to talk yourself into something that you'll be sorry for. You need to be thankful for what you have and allow God to make some changes. And if he tells you to, if he tells you to do something, if he tells you to change, then do it. I'm not saying that you have to be afraid, but don't talk yourself into a frenzy about something and then have to do something. Amen. Um, I read this story and this was about a child singer and she had a great voice. She had confidence and good stage presence even as a child. And so she was given a music instructor and they were to help her develop and grow. Well, as she got older, this instructor, they fell in love and they ended up getting married. And so what happened after that is her husband, being the music instructor that he was, he just started picking and he would point out things about her gift and you need to do this and don't do that and all of that kind of thing. And she ended up getting very discouraged and she quit singing. You see, he didn't really see value and appreciate the gift that she had. In other words, he started picking at her and the gifts she had, and so to the point where she just gave up. Well, it ended up that her husband passed away, and she ended up meeting another person, and they ended up getting married, and it wasn't too long to where her new husband realized this lady has a beautiful voice. And he began to encourage her, and he began to appreciate the gift that God had given her. And then she got her confidence back, and she started singing, and she did really well. But you see, we're all the same way. If somebody just picks at us all the time and doesn't appreciate what is going on in our life and, and just, you know, has things to say that are, that, are, that are not encouraging, it can really take away. Amen? Now, Psalms 103 and verse number 1, it says, Bless him and remember him. His benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Blessing the Lord is thanking the Lord, is praising the Lord, and don't forget his benefits. God's got benefits for his people, and we don't bless him so we get the benefits, but we bless him and then we receive the benefits. Amen. Uh, Psalms 100 and verse number four, I want you to listen to this. Enter with the password, thank you. That's out of the Message Bible. Enter with the password, thank you. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Now, we all know that on our computers and on our phones, we have passwords. If you're like me, I forget my password. It's like, what is that? You know, and I'm trying everything to put my password in there to get there. But he said, you don't even have to wonder what the password is. 
Enter his presence with thank you. That's the password that opens the door to God, that opens the door to blessing. Well, I'm just going to tell you, thank yous open the door for you, for God and with people and other situations that you're in, just learning to be a person that is full of gratitude and appreciation. Amen? Now, we need to give thanks for his provision for his love, for eternal life. I just think about that. We could be, you know, I'm in the book of Revelation and in my Bible reading right now. And, you know, we could be headed to hell if it hadn't been for what Jesus did for us, came to this earth, became a baby, was nailed to that cross so that we could have eternal life. And his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness and brings us into the kingdom of God. We need to be thankful for that. You see, well, that happened a long time ago. I've been saved a lot of years. Yeah, but be thankful for what God has done for you and that you do have a home in heaven. Be thankful for the family that God has given you. And you say, well, I tell you that, you know, my kids, well, I tell you, my spouse, I know we all, everybody can say things, right? Because we all have issues and we have problems. Be thankful for the good things and don't do what I was talking about a minute ago and dwell on those things uh, you, you know, you can't see the good things for trying to get around the good things to get to the nitpicky things that bother you. Leave that alone. Appreciate your spouse. Appreciate that they're faithful to you. Appreciate that they love you. Appreciate. Now, again, I'm not saying that you don't have to deal things with things in marriage or with your children because you do. But learn to appreciate the good things and enjoy the good things, not always looking for the negative and the bad things. Amen? You know, I, I was reading um, this in First Thessalonians 5.18. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, some people say, for everything, give thanks. That's not what it said. In everything. And if you look at Paul, he's the one who wrote this. You remember when Eurachlodon, the storm, uh, you know, came? And what did he do? In the middle of that, he gave thanks to God. Do you think he was thanking God for the storm? I don't think so. I think he was thanking God that in the midst of the storm, that God was going to deliver. So in everything... You give thanks to God because in the middle of, how about Paul and Silas? You remember when Paul and Silas were in prison, their uh, back had been beaten and they were in trouble and they rose up and they began to bless the Lord and sing praises at midnight. You remember that? And they were in the middle of a bad time, but in it, they gave thanks to the Lord. They, they sung praise to the Lord in the middle of that. And see, that's what we have to do. But when we get in the middle of trials and tribulations and persecutions and all of those things, the first thing we want to do is start complaining and murmuring. We're all human, and that's human nature. But we've got a redeemed nature now. And God said, give thanks to me in the middle of it and I'll change your situation. Paul is the one who said, uh, he said, 
I, he said, God will deliver me in the future. He said, God has delivered me in the past, and he is delivering me right now. Paul is the one who said that. When he was going through a very difficult time, when he was being persecuted to the point if you read about it, uh, uh, the, the, the very scriptures, it's saying like he was laying on his back and there was this huge boulder laid upon him to where he couldn't even move. He couldn't hardly breathe. That's where he was. And in the middle of that, he said, God will deliver me. He has delivered me and he is delivering me. So in the midst of it, you see, in the middle of it, in everything, give thanks to the Lord. Amen. So, let's read Psalms 105, verse number 1. Psalms 105, 1 out of the message. Let's look at this real quickly. Hallelujah. Thank God. Pray to him by name. Tell everyone you meet what he has done. Isn't that good? Praise him and tell, thank him and tell everyone you know what he has done. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.